Today is Friday, September 1st, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Hurricane Idalia turned into a tropical storm while traveling through the states of Georgia, South, and North Carolina. As a tropical storm, Idalia dumped a whole lot of water on those states, causing flooding and water damage throughout the southeast, also leaving around 500,000 homes without power. The storm is expected to move out with winds of 60 miles per hour and into the Atlantic Ocean by Friday morning. The hurricane hit the Big Bend area of Florida with winds of 125. When it comes to the disaster in Maui, Hawaii, the numbers are coming in slowly but are believed to be headed towards a 1,000 people at least that lost their lives in those fires. One resident in Lahaina spoke to Breitbart News saying that search crews have found 450 bodies but have not released that number until identities have been established. This resident believes that many of the fatalities will be children since school had been canceled that day and many parents left their kids at home while they headed to work. One resident of Lahaina, Robin Muto, posted a video to social media. It's really bad out here. It's really bad. I don't know how much is on the media. I haven't had a minute to look at the media, but um, people are finding whole families in cars that are just charcoal and fried. Um, my best friend, Michelle, her friend, her brother's uh, family just in the car. They find the car and they find mom and dad in the front seat and the three kids in the back. Down in Georgia, Donald Trump entered a not guilty plea to the charges coming from the Fulton County District Attorney for his challenging of the 2020 presidential election results. Eighteen other attorneys and aides to Trump were charged as well by way of RICO conspiracy charges. Trump waived his right to have the arraignment read to him in court, which means his next showing in Fulton County will be the first week of September on the 6th. That hearing will be in the Fulton County Superior Court and other defendants in this case will be at that courthouse on the same day. Hearings will be conducted in 15-minute increments. One of the defendants in this case is a Georgia resident, Harrison Floyd, who instead of being granted bond, as was done for the 17 other defendants, was placed in jail for several nights in the infamous Fulton County Jail. Floyd was the only black man of those defendants. He leads the group called Black Voices for Trump. Floyd has since been given bond and is out of the jail. He spoke about the whole experience on Newsmax with Greg Kelly. Uh, thought I was just going to check in like everybody else, but that was not the case. All I'm going to say is, is God was definitely with me. Um, when I when I stepped in that cell door and it closed behind me, I looked back and it said God first. And so uh, there was a couple things I thought about while I was in there. One of them was Daniel and the lion's den. I want to say, first and foremost, that you know the conditions of that jail, the reason why it is the way it is, it's not because of the staff that works there. It's because of the failed leadership of Fulton County. They have not done a good job appropriating funds. I'm just grateful that I've been in the, I served in the United States Marine Corps Infantry and I've dealt with worse. Wow. But um, I, I really want to, if I can, Greg, um, just really stress um, for everyone out there, please, please pray for the inmates who are in that jail. Um, there are some folks who have been in there for two years now and still haven't got bond. Um, somehow Fulton County has gone from sharecropping and uh, convict leasing to doing what they're doing now, leaving folks in jail, making money off of them being in beds. So um, I'm very blessed and fortunate. And thank you to everyone who fought for me to get out. But there's still a lot of other people in there who really, really need to get out. 
The city of Uvalde, Texas, is filing a lawsuit against the Uvalde County District Attorney. This is the second lawsuit filed against DA Christina Mitchell. The lawsuit accuses her of covering up the mass shooting at the Robb Elementary School in 2022. The lawsuit specifically names a private investigator who was hired to look into the police response during that school attack, which left 19 fourth graders and two teachers shot to death after 400 law enforcement officers arrived at the scene but waited 77 minutes to go and take on the shooter. This lawsuit seeks to release the investigator's findings, as well as all relevant records from every law enforcement agency involved. Uvalde Mayor Don McLaughlin said point blank that he believes that D.A. Mitchell is engaging in a cover-up of the Rob School tragedy and called on her to resign immediately. Over in Indiana, the American Civil Liberties Union is filing a lawsuit against the state for not allowing a convicted murderer to get a transgender surgery done while in prison. Jonathan Richardson was found guilty of shaking his 11-month-old stepdaughter to death back in 2001. Richardson has since decided that he's a she and changed his name to Autumn Cordellone in 2020. The ACLU is challenging a law that was passed in July of this year in Indiana that bans the use of state or federal funds for transitioning inmates. The ACLU claims the state is discriminating and refusing to pay for the surgery is a deliberate indifference to a serious medical need. These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. This week, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell made the news again for another round of blanking out while talking in public to his constituents. Aides to McConnell had to intervene when he could not answer a question about re-election. What am I talking about? What? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all are going to need a minute. The same thing happened a few months earlier while McConnell was speaking outside of the U.S. Senate. Following this recent episode of Blanking Out, McConnell then released a statement saying his doctor still considers him fit to continue his duties within the Senate. So let's talk about McConnell. Not so much about his health, but his efforts to shape the Senate in the past, the Senate that he apparently can't let go of or leave, despite his age. McConnell has had a hand in shaping the Senate races for years now, and he's done so through the Senate Campaign Committee that helps fund Republican candidates that are running a campaign. In particular, McConnell had a hand in the Georgia Senate runoff that happened only two months after the infamous 2020 presidential election in which Joe Biden came from behind in mail-in ballots to win Georgia and Donald Trump protested those results from day one, which has only landed him in further hot water with the Fulton County DA, of course, since they handed off multiple indictments against him for doing so. Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht discussed this whole issue about the Senate runoff race with investigative reporter Heather Mullins, who was on the ground in Georgia following the 2020 election, and she actually interviewed a man who was hired by the Republican Senate committee to watch ballot drop-off boxes. On how you got involved and what your role was um, during the last election. Yeah, my role was to watch uh, ballot boxes. We had four ballot boxes, um, two at a center and uh, two others on a remote site. I was hired by the NRSC 
by the name of uh, a gentleman by the name of John. And I'll leave it at that. And this was for the early voting in Georgia. So with, that started on December 14th. It ended on the 31st of December. So consequently, during those two, that two weeks, um, I monitored those boxes indiscriminately. I would move around to the different areas in the boxes and watch them 30 minutes here, an hour there. And then I would start to see things where I'd see people walking up with um, uh, backpacks and they were unloading large numbers of ballots. Um, recorded some of that and took pictures of it and, and dates and times and those things. Also spotted a lot of vehicles that were coming from rural counties, not in the area that we were in. Um, I spotted plates from Texas, from Colorado, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. And I just thought that was odd that all these states were coming in and these people would get out and I'd watch them get out and then they'd go up to the ballot and stuff the ballot in the ballot box. I thought that was kind of odd. So, you know, we took pictures of those things when we took pictures, recorded license plates and those things. And then um, I uploaded those photographs to a Dropbox. All of this was going on before that call that President Trump had um, where he was, you know, expressing exasperation about what had happened in Georgia. And again, I know that there was it was a different election. But the the patterns are the same. The words are the same from this guy and other people that had been involved in in the video that we you know, that we ultimately collected for for our own purposes was showing the same kind of thing that he's describing here. If this was true and federal uh, committee members, the RNC, the NRSC knew that it was true, I presume that means that their bosses knew it was true then how can they now come back and say, you know, President Trump was wrong for listening to the people who were saying that it wasn't true, that there was no fraud? The fact of the matter is, it was ongoing from, you know, October. It stopped for a little while in, in, in November in Georgia and then picked right back up again when early voting started again. And, you know, Hundreds of thousands of, of ballots were mailed out to people that, you know, some of them, as we learned recently, didn't live in Georgia anymore. And, and many of those voted. And, and Greg, as you said, uh, what the state has consistently done, what the NRSC did is shut down the people who are asking the tough questions. It is a reasonable question to, to ask why, if this is on surveillance footage, didn't the state catch it? But A, it wasn't. The cameras weren't working in so much of the state. They didn't retain the video, as we now know. And B, they didn't want, if you don't want the answers, you don't ask the questions. And so they didn't want to see it. The NRSC didn't want them to see it. This is a cover-up and continues to be a cover-up. Thank God we have people like Heather Mullins that were out there on the front lines and still are telling the truth. This discussion can be found on the Greg Phillips podcast called Patriot Games. You can find it on Rumble. And the video that they referred to of the gentleman who was watching the ballot drop boxes can be viewed on open.inc under the Georgia collection. That's open.inc forward slash Georgia. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update. Thank you.